Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So the last couple of months, and especially the last week or two, has been absolute mayhem for the U.S. stock markets. You know, if you look at three of the major indices, the, the Dow Jones, the, the, the S&P, the NASDAQ, you know, the NASDAQ is already on the cusp of officially being in a bear market, down 20%. Uh, the S&P, the Dow Jones, they are not there yet. They still have some ways to fall to, to, to reach that threshold. Uh, but many of the individual stocks that make up those those indices are in a bear market. I mean, it's been absolute mayhem. And, and you know, as it relates to precious metals, you've seen this significantly influence silver and gold prices over even just the last couple of days. You know, we had the Fed meeting, uh, the, the announcement come out this Wednesday, uh, Jerome Powell and the Fed basically said, we're raising rates, which was no surprise. But then they went on to say that uh, balance should unwind. That's on autopilot. That's not going to end anytime soon. And hey, we're also looking at another two rate hikes in 2019. Uh, that kind of sent a message to the markets that maybe they won't get it. Maybe they're just not at all sympathetic. Maybe the Fed put is no longer in place. And so you see, you saw somewhat of a, a safe haven bid to precious metals. Now, we can't call it that completely because we know that over the last uh, couple of days, the dollar index has suffered to some extent as well. You know, the dollar index following the Fed meeting. Uh, basically, what you saw initially was silver and gold went down after that Fed meeting. But then um, very quickly, within 24 hours, it was up to where it was before, uh, and not even then, moving up a little bit more. Um, and I think that that's not surprising. It shouldn't surprise us. Because that's how silver and gold should perform as a safe haven asset. And yet, over the last couple of years in this market, there have been times where they, I felt, would have made sense for them to catch a safe haven bid, whether it's turmoil in the markets or around the world, and yet they haven't. Right, we you see it sometimes. You know, uh, for for a while there, uh, this this whole business with with North Korea, right, that caused a bit of a safe haven bid. Or uh, back when when uh, the first time that uh, what was it, U.S. launched some missiles, some cruise missiles into Syria, you saw silver and gold move up. That was what April of of 2017, I think. Uh, but then the next time around, it it just didn't. You know, it just didn't behave in that same role. And and, and it's nice to see it. Behaving that some in that role to some extent um, now, you know, and so you did see the dollar move down somewhat, but you did see so, uh, silver and gold move up. Um, these aren't breakout levels. Gold, you know, still has a top thirteen hundred, you know, as as one of its next um, kind of major lines of resistance. Uh, silver, it would be nice to see it out of the fourteen dollar range, right? Uh, but you know, as we head into the new year. As, as we kind of move into the seasonality for silver and gold, which over the last couple of years has been very positive, very positive for silver and gold to go up. Um, I think things are looking up for precious metals, which is not something that can be said for a whole lot of other asset classes out there. Now, Jim Cramer from uh, CNBC, Mad Money, you know, he's, he's a 
he's been on there forever it seems like and and of course he always has his stock picks and he's always got a, an incredible amount of of um energy enthusiasm for for whatever he's talking about uh he was on yesterday talking about the fed rate hike and how frustrated he was about it um the the title of the article kramer feels powerless after fed hike tells investors to buy gold basically what he says is that he's he's frustrated with what's going on with the fed um he 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 thinks that it was a mistake to not only raise rates but also give such a a stay the course type of message from the fed um and he thinks that they should have been a little bit more dovish now now jim kramer is interesting you know he's like a lot of those uh, he there, there's there's different types of people out there in terms of what they understand about the economy and Fed policy. And actually, I heard you know Peter Schiff talking about this just the other day, and so I'm not going to repeat everything he said. But basically, you know, you have some people that um, that understand it and and they get it that that in terms of monetary policy, like even if it's going to pop these bubbles, even if it's going to crash the economy, raising rates is you know, still a good thing because they've been far too low for far too long. Now, you you guys maybe know by now that that I'm not a fan of the whole idea of, of a central bank controlling interest rates in the first place, but that's another conversation. There's other people that think the economy's in a great place and thinks the Fed should raise rates. They're they're totally wrong because um, the economy's not in a great place, but I guess they're right in the rate hikes. There's other people that think the economy is significantly struggling. This is Jim Cramer in a tough place and that the Fed should take it easy on the markets, take it easy on the economy, not raise rates as quickly. And of course, don't unwind their balance sheet as quickly. Um, that's kind of where, where Jim Cramer is. You know, Jim Cramer is not a stupid guy, right? He um, he understands, he, he has a pretty good pulse, I'd say, on the economy. Um, I'm sure he's made plenty of incorrect calls in the past, okay? And I'm certainly not endorsing everything he says. But he is, I think, spot on in saying that there is some serious weakness in the U.S. economy. This, this extends beyond just stock market weakness. So he comes out and says, basically, he feels powerless. He says, I feel powerless just like 2007 when I ranted that the Fed needed to start easing aggressively in order to stave off a financial catastrophe. Before that, he even said, I have a better read on the economy than the Fed, and I know they're not going to listen to me. It's, I mean, welcome to the club, buddy. I mean, that's, I get it. You you have a big stage, right? CNBC hosts of Mad Money, right? People, you're, you're borderline a household name, which cannot be said for most financial guys, okay? Or gals or whatever. But welcome to the club, feeling powerless. I mean, it's, do you expect the Fed to bend to your will, right? Like, would, would you want them to bend to, to Donald Trump's will? No. Should they bend a years? No, they shouldn't. Um, but I get it. I feel powerless, just like 2007 when I ranted the Fed need to start easing aggressively in order to save off financial catastrophe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting to that point. Well, basically, <coughs> excuse me, he comes on and basically says, um, there's a bull market in, he says, where is it? He says, um, where is there, there's, all, there's a bull market everywhere, which is an interesting thing to say. Because the truth of the matter is that in 2018, it's it's been a terrible year for most assets, right? Stocks, um, real estate, uh, even precious metals, 
Um, they're, they're getting closer to where they were at the beginning of the year, but still down quite a bit. Uh, obviously, cryptocurrencies, uh, and of course, you know, there's probably foreign, some foreign stock markets, some foreign, etc. You know, treasuries have, um, I don't know, sideways in the year. I don't even know where the rates were at the beginning of the year. Um, but he says gold isn't in bull market, which is officially not. I mean, it's it's it bobbed and out around eleven sixty, and it's up around twelve sixty, twelve fifty right now. So that's not officially a bull market. But it's interesting that he says that. And he also says it's basically kind of like a, it sounds like he's kind of calling it a safe haven. Like, hey, the stock market's crashing. We've seen this before out of the Fed. We've seen this whole crash of the markets, this this uh, this um, drop or, or, or stifling of, of economic growth by the Fed and, and everything else. Uh, buying the gold, basically, he says. Now, Again, here's where he's he's not entirely right in in my opinion. Um, when he says buy gold, would you guys want to guess as to what are the two recommendations he he gives? If if you said American gold eagles and Canadian maple leaves, you would be incorrect because no, he does not mention physical gold at all. Instead, he he gives one play which isn't the worst in the world. He says Rand gold, a mining play. Okay, so so. On, on one hand, it's like, okay, it's a mining stock. Okay, whatever. That's, so be it. But on the other hand, it's like, come on, that's not gold. Like You you don't have counterparty risk with gold. It's supposed to be safe haven asset. And yet, a company like Rand Gold is sensitive to a lot of other factors, whether whether it be uh, management or, or profitability, etc. Uh, but he gives a, you know, maybe they're a profitable company. Maybe they're a good investment, but it's not gold. It's it's a gold mining play. It's a gold mining stock. Okay. The other option he gives is GLD, which again is disappointing. I mean, I'm not saying GLD is is the worst thing ever. It's not. I mean, for 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 market traders, <coughs> there there's a time maybe to be in GLD, to be in SLV. Certainly, if if you think they're going to perform better than just staying in cash for for a time period. But investors that want a true safe haven asset shouldn't, I think, time and time again, have been duped into thinking that long-term a good safe haven asset is SLV and GLD, and, and they're not, right? Uh, they, 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 there's a significant amount of, of counterparty risk. I mean, they, they totally fail the test of if you don't hold it, you don't own it, right? They're backed by um, supposedly physical silver, physical gold, but the ability to take possession of that take delivery is is basically not something the average person can do, especially for SLV. Uh, even the big firms, I doubt that they ever do it. I mean, it's just kind of a, hey, I, I'm going to buy this because I trust that you have this on hand. But what if they don't? And even if they do, like what if you wanted to take possession of it because you knew you needed to because of, of some extenuating circumstances? Well, you can't. I mean, it's, it's impossible, right? Um, so GLD, that's the other one he gave. So I mean, it's I don't know. Maybe I get it. It's, it's where he comes from. That's the realm he lives in. Is is the digital uh, asset world, the the stock market world, and, and and the idea of physical gold, physical silver is is a foreign concept, or or maybe it's a concept he understands very well, and and he considers it to be a bit of a conspiracy theory type concept or something like that. But you know. Um, Nonetheless, I, I think you know Jim Cramer has shown us once again that he can be right on some stuff and, and maybe wrong on some other stuff. Uh, and I think he's absolutely right in saying that that gold is moving into a bull market. 
that gold is a good safe haven asset right now, a good asset to buy while stocks are, are, are just struggling, especially Rand Gold if you want a significant amount of your portfolio, you know, because some people, and certainly none of this should be taken as investment advice from me. Um, I don't know if Jim Cramer, if, if he gives that disclaimer, but um, Rand Gold, you know, officially, you know, some people say I'm only going to put 10% into gold. Well, you know, you can kind of break that rule if if some of it's in Rand Gold and then some of it's in GLD or whatever other mining stock out there, you know. Um, but, you know, certainly make those decisions for yourself. But uh, nonetheless, I, I found this to be to be interesting um, that you're seeing uh, it's mainstream people buy into to silver and gold at, at a time like this. And he didn't mention silver, so I shouldn't be saying silver, but uh, we, we know that, that they oftentimes can move in tandem. And, 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 and I know some people are going to say, you know, the economy's doing poorly. You'd expect silver to go down eventually, but I'm not so sold on that, especially given the ratio, the gold to silver ratio, uh, as well as some, some other uh, factors that, I, that I'm not going to rehash now. I've talked about them plenty in the past. You know, the one final point I'd like to make <clears throat> is that it will be interesting to see. So we, we've seen a safe haven bid in the paper markets. You've seen gold go up somewhat, silver go up somewhat, just in the last couple of days. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the physical markets. I'm talking retail demand, right? Because you know, I talked about back in February when, when the stock market was, was in a correction back then or moving into a correction, Talked about how how the the folks over at SD Bullion had talked about how, you know that that was like the best week or ten day period um, in their history in terms of sales. So maybe it had to do with you know people didn't have holiday expenses. They had uh, maybe the tax returns back or like an advance on the tax return or something. I don't know. But they bought a ton of silver and gold back then, and I wonder if we're going to see that again with this type of of a of a uh, weakness in the markets. You know, I don't know if we've seen this type of weakness in the U.S. stock markets um, since, uh, you know, 2011, <clears throat> maybe 2015, 2016. But but it's getting pretty bad out there, and, and I wonder how long it'll take for some people to start moving to precious metals um, if you're going to start to see a safe haven bid there. Or if if that won't come until we see, you know, Dow, the Dow and, and the S&P officially move into a bear market. But anyways, um, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video. Uh, you know, if you, if you enjoy my videos, if you enjoy my work, as always, the number one thing you can do to help me is to watch this video. And you've already done that. So thank you for that. But if you want to go above and beyond, liking, commenting, subscribing, those things help me out a ton. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast because I am on most major podcast platforms, FYI. Uh, and God bless.